cliffcentral.com. All right, I'm very happy to have um, Jerome Levitz, who's the director at Fluxman's. We've spoken to Jerome before on, on Cliff Central, and I'm delighted that he's able to join us today because there are just thousands of people being arrested for breaking lockdown, and it's just bizarre. Um, how informed are you when it comes to the law and your rights during lockdown? Now, we got a, a message from Marapo, who's a listener, who made us think about this, and we decided to talk in a general sense to someone who could give us some very specific pointers about what we could do if we are arrested or if we're threatened with arrest. Jerome Levitz is the director at Fluxman's. He isn't able to answer a direct legal lockdown question because he would need to look, obviously, at the merits of each case in order to advise you properly. But, Jerome, it's nice of you to join us. Thank you so much. What are the basic pointers, though, that people could take into consideration if they're in a situation where they look like they might be arrested? Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Okay, so basic advice is if you are going to be arrested, you will be advised that you are under arrest. Right. Okay. My advice, and this is not a legal uh, perspective, but from a practical perspective. Right. Do not be obstructive with the policeman. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have the power in that circumstance. You do not. Yeah. They also determine how long they're going to hold you. So you've got to be respectful as possible under the circumstances. Right. What you are being arrested for, and most importantly, which police station you are going to. Okay. Once you're at a police station, you are entitled to make a phone call, but unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. So at the time of arrest, if your family member or your attorney, his name should always be on speed dial. (laughs) Right. Good idea. There's a practical piece of advice. And and tell them that you have been arrested and that you are being taken to X and Y police station. Right. Okay. Once you arrive at the police station, what can you expect to happen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you once you are taken to police station, they will process you. What does that mean? They will read you your constitutional rights, which should be explained to you. Okay. You should receive a written form containing a written explanation of your constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. You're asked to sign for receipt thereof. A lot of people resist that. Please don't do that. It just prolongs the process because they won't release you. Yeah. Until such time as you've actually signed the document, and all you're doing is signing acknowledgement of receipt. And and also, but why wouldn't you want to acknowledge that you have constitutional rights? You know, you'd want to do that. Absolutely, but it is quite funny how uh, some people refuse to sign it. They feel that they are somehow incriminating themselves by signing this document. Please sign the document. Yeah. What is important is also to indicate the time on the document that you were inverted commas processed. Right. Okay. Now, a good question is, do the regulations permit for police bail to be granted? Yeah. Okay. There are four categories relating to bail. Okay. Number one, the police can, for some specified offenses, set bail. Uh For example, walking your dog outside the time specified Uh for walking in terms of the regulations. Uh Uh-huh. For the next category, a prosecutor is required to come to the police station in order to set bail. I would imagine this would arise if you're arrested for being out and about while providing an essential service, but don't have the correct permit to provide that service. Okay. The third category is where only a court can hear bail application. This is for serious stuff, for example, murder or rape or certain domestic violence offenses. Okay. 
The fourth category is where you do not qualify for bail at all. Wow. This question can only be decided by a court, for example, if you have no fixed address. Okay. One of the other requirements of bail, of course, is whether you will attend a trial, whether you're a flight risk. And I propose your earlier comments this morning. I don't think anyone is leaving the country in any hurry at this point. <laughs> no, exactly. So, uh, pretty I much stuck there. Yeah, I don't think uh, that that specific condition for bail is considered at this point in time. All right, so those obviously those um, different conditions for bail are they, they escalate. So you end up with one where only the court can decide whether or not you're granted bail, and then you you start off with the much more low level stuff where you know you you're walking outside of exercise times and and do they give you a spot fine or a spot bail there or are there are there are there regulations around what they can and can't ask you to pay? Yes, they, they can. So they can issue you with a, um, what is called a written notice to appear in court. Okay. Okay. That is a notice issued in terms of section 56 of the Act. And that uh, feeds into something which is dealt with in terms of section 57 of the Act, which I think most readers won't know about. So if I can just spend a little bit of time telling the reader or the listeners. Yeah. What, uh, what, uh, these sections deal with. Okay. So section 56 is, it's a, a written notice which will say which police station, a case number, uh, who the investigating officer is. It will have your personal address. Then it will have that you have to appear on a charge, uh, in, in these cases of, um, um, failing to comply with regulations, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, providing a non-essential service, for example, mm-hmm. like cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. I, uh, I've seen one where somebody got a got issued with a ten thousand rand fine for cutting, for cutting the, the grass. grass. Yeah, and uh, and uh, lockdown because it didn't comply with regulation four. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. So what happens then? is that there's a a next part to this document which says an admission to pay a guilt fine may be accepted on before X amount, Mm -hmm. and then they can issue you with a spot fine. So so who determines those spot fines? Is it magistrate, you know, area by area, which magistrate is in charge there, or do the police get to decide that? Who gets to decide what the fine is? Well, what happens is every magistrate has its own interpretation of how to impose these regulations. Okay. I think we have 50 magisterial districts in Gauteng alone. So so if you end up with a nice, magi- the nice magistrate might say to you 10 rand, a, a horrible magistrate could say 10,000 rand. Yeah, they've got a discretion. It's generally the police who will issue these type of, there's the certain amounts that the police can issue, yeah. and then there's certain amounts a prosecutor will determine and then uh, there's certain amounts. I don't think a magistrate per se will determine these kind of things because a magistrate only imposes a sentence after a conviction. So okay. this would rather be police or prosecutors. Well, Jerome, this is helpful information. Um, and thank you very much for giving us some practical tips like keeping your lawyer's number on speed dial. I mean, that seems like such an obvious yes. thing, but it's something I didn't think of. And Can I add one thing, Gareth, before you go? Of course, yeah. If you pay that admission of guilt fine, yes, you get a criminal conviction. Which means you have a criminal record. 100%. So how does that affect your life afterwards? Well, every time you try and travel uh-huh. and you ask to declare whether you have a criminal conviction, you've got to declare it. If you go for job interviews, you've got to declare it. So it, it's like a, a normal criminal conviction. 
In terms of uh, Section 57 of the Act, um, the clerk of the court has to uh, record this in uh, a, a payment of a fine in the criminal record book, um, whereupon the accused concerned shall, subject to the provisions of the Act, be deemed to be convicted and sentenced by the court in terms of the offence in question. All right, uh, so so th- that's, uh, that's interesting because, you know, Obviously, people want to get out of a situation like that as quickly as possible. So sometimes it seems expedient to pay an admission of guilt fine. But maybe what you need to do is actually talk to your lawyer, and your lawyer might say to you, no, this is worth fighting. You can still get bail sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, no, once you're issued with this, you will be released on bail. Uh, You're out on bail anyway. Okay. So uh, then the you, you, don't, yes. you don't rush to pay that admission of guilt fine unless you, you, you really think it's a good idea and your lawyer said so as well. Speak to your professionals before okay. you pay an admission of guilt fine. It will come back to haunt you uh, at a time that you, you really don't uh, need it. Right. There's some very useful info. Thank you, Jerome. It's very good to talk to you again, and thanks for the yeah. uh, the practical advice. Uh, it's something we could all do with at this stage. Craziness, right? Lockdown yeah. madness. All right. So that's uh, Jerome Levitz from Fluxman's. Thank you very much to him. Cliffcentral.com.